Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Today's episode, part three of Developmental Maturity Markers. And I pose the question, where is your ask? What? is your ask of God. What are you asking Him for? It's a key indicator of where you are in the spectrum of your maturing as a son. I hope that today's episode will provoke you deeper into your process with Him. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. We continue today with checking out where we are with our developmental maturity markers. Now, if you've been listening to parts one and part two, then you've got a little bit of background. But just in case, just want to make sure you know that since we share now in the life of Jesus, that we need to look at how did he mature? How did he go from being a child is born unto us to a son is given? And that whole spectrum of maturity and real true development and maturing that Jesus had to progress through. Therefore, that's how we know that we will need to do the same. We looked at that at the age of 12, Jesus was able to submit, even though he already knew and was coming into real awareness of his identity and that he had to be about the Father's business. He was still able to submit and go back home, if you will, and live another 18 years or so. And that's when we see Uh, at the age of 30, that he was able to walk freely now into the full magnitude of his assignment, which included everything the Father wanted, which happened to be you and me and all other peoples. And so we see that his submission at one point brought great freedom to him so that he could walk out his full assignment at another point. We also have looked at that when he came to the place where he could have easily taken a rescue, he persevered and endured and suffered so that there could be a resurrection because that's why he came. Not just to die, to clear everything of the old Adamic race, to clear your account to pay for everything, crucify everything, take care of every single thing so that in the resurrection, new life could come to you and I and to all others who will call upon his name so that the Father could have the many sons of glory that he always desired from before the foundations of the world. So because Jesus understood his full assignment. He wasn't there for just a temporary season. He wasn't there just to have a little fame and fortune. He was completely in to complete his task, to finish his course. And you'll see all the other sons in Scripture began to talk like that. Paul said, I finished my course. I've run my race. You know, I'm, I'm here fighting the fight of faith, of the faith. You know, so this is where you see the life of Christ came into Paul, came into Peter. This is where you see cross-Christianity, not just some cultural Christianity where you're trying to be some nice, good person. 
So we got we got to cast that aside because it doesn't really exist, my friends. What we're seeing in this day and in this hour is what's really been hidden and lying dormant within everybody. So here it comes. It's all getting flushed to the surface, and uh, so let's let's come into the place, if you will, that Peter had to further in Matthew 26, where we left off last time. Matthew 26, where Peter had to come to the place of total total disillusionment, which brought him to see that he would deny Jesus. Once the real Jesus stepped forward, Peter wasn't having any part of it. And he denied him. See, when we're disillusioned in all of our views of Jesus and what we think Jesus is here for, and, and oh, Jesus is on my side, and this is what Jesus would be doing if he was here. And no, 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 let's look and see what was Jesus about when he was here. And so we see that, that Peter came to a very, very necessary place of disappointment, disillusionment that brought him into full-throated denial of Jesus. And then, glory to God, he broke. And when the cock crowed, my friends, it was a truly new day, though it began in darkness, as all new days do. They begin in darkness at the midnight hour. They break forth finally into light, and all things are seen. And Peter said, ultimately, just crucify me upside down. I'm not even worthy to die in the same manner as my Lord. Oh, he came through disappointment, disillusionment, and denial, but he came into total devotion once the very life of Christ by the power of Holy Spirit came into him, and Peter continued on and matured. So today is a little bit brief because I just really want to provoke you with this is when you're looking at your developmental maturity markers, you can tell a little bit about where you're at by what is your ask. Someone reminded me about this the other day and it has really stayed with me is where's your ask? Are you asking just for a rescue, get me out, take me back to my, you know, drink on the beach, take me back, you know, I don't want to face these things, this is too hard, this is too difficult. What are you asking God for? Today I have been challenged, as I am challenging you, it's coming out of how He is challenging me, that I need to be ready to fight the good fight of the faith, to lay hold of the eternal life to which I've been summoned and for which I confess the good confession before many witnesses. This is out of 1 Timothy 6. And he is saying to Timothy, now in the presence of God, in verse 13, who preserves alive all living things and in the presence of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I solemnly charge you to keep all his precepts unsullied and flawless, irreproachable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, I'm challenged today, and my ask has become today in the presence of Jesus, talking with Jesus, as I have asked Jesus, make me ready to make the good confession and fight the good fight to lay hold of eternal life. 
and that I would make that good confession the same way that you did before Pontius Pilate. That whatever my arena is going to be, wherever the press is going to come, wherever the pressure is going to come, Father, develop in me the very life of Jesus so that in my moments before many witnesses, my private decisions, may I make the good confession. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. You see, my friends, every one of us will be brought by the Holy Spirit to certain points of decision, certain pressure points that uh, will be very key and very pivotal in us fulfilling our assignment. Where's your ask at today? I'm asking him, get me ready. You know what's really coming. One thing I'm not asking is to... Uh, for any help whatsoever submitting to stupid, senseless, satanic sufferings or endurings, that I'm not going to submit to anything that doesn't actually fulfill the will of the Father nor is required by the Father. You see, I think this is a part of how the enemy is going to try to wear you out, is to get you generally submitting to all kinds of suffering and enduring that's not really from the Father. It doesn't really help you finish your course. So the discernment that I talked about last time is going to be very, very necessary. Jesus had to have that, and it was highly, highly, highly developed inside of him. And we need that same discernment so that with each passing day, with increased difficulties and pressures arising, um, that we will be able to... um, discern that which is required by the Father to fulfill our assignment and that which isn't. You see, Jesus knew. That's why his confession before Pontius Pilate, one part of it with blood going down his face and with with his back ripped open, he basically looked at Pontius Pilate and said, you're only able to do what you're doing because my Father in heaven is allowing it. You may think you're doing this to me, but... I'm here allowing this. You see, Jesus had that maturing ask. He didn't ask for 80,000 angels to come and rescue him. He asked of the Father that he would be able to be the one who would fulfill the scriptures. You see, are we living in such a way that we are a part of fulfilling the scriptures? Are we the kind of people that are asking in such a way as to hasten the return of Jesus. Not like, hey, come get me, get me out of here, but that we're living in such a way that the will of the Father is actually being accomplished in your corner of the world, your corner of the market, in your specific assignment, in your specific day and hour. Where is your ask on that maturing spectrum? Are you asking God, get me ready, inwardly, deeply? Father, do whatever is necessary to bring me into the fullness of your will. Where is your ask today? Because eventually Peter asked, 
to be crucified upside down. Hmm? And you may think that too dramatic, but I don't. I want to get ready for what really lies ahead. And where our ask is shows a lot about where we are in our uh, meeting, our developmental maturity markers. So ask of him today to get you ready for what really lies ahead, to bring real development to his life inside of you. I'm encouraging you, don't ask for a res rescue. Don't ask to be taken out of that which is necessary, but also, my friends, don't yield to something that the enemy wants to put upon you that he knows is going to do nothing but wear you out. Stay with Holy Spirit in these days. Where is your ask? Until next time, I love you all. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.